transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Our generation of media. Wait, there it is. <laughs> Off the start. It's not MSC. Oop. There it is. Holy there cow. It is. And that's why the Olsen twins defined our generation of media. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> Off the start. Uh, God damn, man. I have no idea. This is like the, it feels like I've like the technology is revolting against me at the moment, but we're going to record a podcast through it either way. Either why, way. Why? Cause the hot dogs demand it. Oop, gotta start the timer. Um, well, this is episode 73 of matinee edition, you know, oh, as we we're in- getting up there, we're going to, we're going to get to 100 probably by the end. I would honestly say we're going to, if we keep recording once a week, you know, we'll, we'll get there pretty quick. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, maybe, it's if coming. I, maybe, maybe if I post some uh, lost episodes, we might get there Ooh, a little faster. Maybe we That'd should be do like a, maybe we should do like a clip show for the hundredth episode. Matinee edition's best moments. <laughs> That'd be wild. Uh, we could do the matinee edition awards. The oh, first, yeah. the first ever. Oh, the Oscars was yesterday. Upon recording this, you know, and I, did anybody I always, fucking care? I always forget that that happens. <laughs> I only, I only remembered because uh, we, because I was gonna say we should do an award show. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be, there'll be two awards. Uh, one will be for uh, best co-host and the other one will be for best co-host and we'll both oh, okay. give one to each other. <laughs> Fantastic. I was going to say, um, we, one of them needs to be called the family award. Oh, geez. And Sh- should we try and invite Dom Toretto on the, on the podcast? Yeah, totally. <laughs> we... Thank you for getting here, Mr. Toretto. Uh, My name is actually Vin Diesel. Oh wait, his voice is like weirdly higher. Oh uh, yeah, my, my name's, name's Vin Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> no, not that I <laughs> went too far. Sorry. So, <laughs> on on to what you're actually here oh, for, God not damn. our comedic banter. Yes, uh, but we are, the are. shit show and PR nightmare that was Avatar's new series. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's going on here? So, whoever greenlit that press release from Nickelodeon was an absolute moron. I completely has, missed this, so fill me in here, man. So it wasn't a series at all. <laughs> they were celebrating Earth Day with a series of videos about notable Earthbenders from oh. the Avatar universe. Oh wow! So it was like it was like the life of Toph and like that type of shit, like the whole <laughs> like the timeline bullshit. Oh okay. And it was just those. That's and there were videos that they'd already made on that YouTube channel that they just reposted on Earth Day. Oh I get, God. I get the joke, but don't call it a series of original content if you're gonna be fucking rehashing old shit. Yeah, that's that that's whack. I mean, you kind of like set this like expectation pretty high with this like mysterious you know announcement. Yeah, and you just drop. <laughs> Happy Earth Day. Honestly, I fucking forgot it was Earth Day. I didn't know it was coming up. You know, you know how you know a holiday's really been embraced by America is when companies across the board start and start promoting Earth Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! 
Like the companies that are actively killing the world are saying happy birthday. They're like, you watch a Coca Cola a Coca Cola commercial, somebody cracking open like a plastic bottle, like remember, <laughs> throwing it in recycling. Happy Earth Day. <laughs> like, happy Earth Day throws it into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> a fish immediately gets stuck in it, and the rest. <laughs> It, oh that's God. Yeah, it's so wacky. Uh, six pack, you know, sp- throws the, the entire thing into the sea. Yeah, I'll I'll say this. Uh, I I feel like that that you know they they keep toying with everybody with with in terms of Avatar, man. Like they know everybody's waiting for announcements on it. They know yeah. people want any bit of information about some projects, you know, whatever. Yeah, and they just you know it's like stuff like that just kind of like makes fans a little angry. It's like it's it's like, it pissed know, it's me po- off. It's poking the hornet's nest, you know, and eventually the, all the hornets are gonna pull like you know come flying out. And, yeah, it's one of those things that like you can only burn people so many times. Yeah, so and like, I feel like this was definitely like a Nickelodeon thing, not like an Avatar Studios thing, because it reeks of corporate intervention. You know, fair enough. You can tell when like there's something like it's either like a big event, like a promotional event and you can, or like a, like some kind of manufactured thing. That's really just trying, trying to drive hype. Yeah. Yet you can tell the actual people that create it aren't really on board. Example, like a lot of like the Disney star Wars stuff, Fair like uh, like that photo shoot with uh, George Lucas and Mickey mouse dressed up in as Luke Skywalker. George didn't look like he wanted to be there. <laughs> yet they put it on everything yeah i mean yeah oh. it's it, hit the mic oh yeah sorry uh <laughs> yeah it's it's i don't know like i said it's weird when companies start doing that nickelodeon i just i just finished watching this documentary called the orange years it's on hulu it's about how nickelodeon got started uh, fascinating yeah it's actually really fucking cool oh and, if we do a matinee edition sh- uh award show we need to slime people Oh, that'd be so great. (laughs) So fucking great. Uh, But, you know, one of the things they talk about is that uh, kind of up until like the the SpongeBob point, I'd say with Nickelodeon, it was mostly focused on, uh, you know, creating things and creating, you know, content and really like capturing, uh, you know, the vibe that, that kids were kind of going, you know, where they were at and and then it got it kind of it hit this point where it became you know like a known entity you know it was no longer the underdog it was no longer you know like the alternative network it was just another network alongside it got bought by viacom and yeah and so it became this kind of like stale sort of like how can we create characters that you know we can merchandise and like you you know all that shit and I don't know. And it changed it. Anyway, it's a really cool documentary too. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Weren't you, you were talking about another documentary though. Off yeah, the top. actually. Also, uh, something I've been watching on Hulu. Hulu, for some reason, has got some content for me this this week. Uh, Whatever we a, can it, get. It was, it's this, it's this two-part documentary about Sasquatch. But Incredible. About, but about a particular Sasquatch story involving cannabis growers near like the Humboldt County area that get apparently dismembered by a sasquatch you know like what like, like three or four people that could just get like pulled apart by a sasquatch and this guy well, a, why haven't a, i heard this i don't know i was so i was blown away that i had never heard it either but this guy who's uh the documentarian of the story and he's like a known journalist who who's done like 
really interesting like gonzo style journalism and stuff like that in like the 90s and early 2000s yeah um he is like trying to follow this because it's, it's his story like he tells you that he was at this cabin you know and he was you know these guys came busting you know came busting and they were friends with the guy that or they knew the guy that owned the cabin and they were like crazy eyed and they had this wild story and yeah. then, like it, he just drops it right off the bat like sasquatch killed these dudes like you know like, <laughs> and you're just like and it's so it just sounds so fucking unbelievable you i know, guarantee I mean, that the crazy eyed dude actually killed them well and that's what i mean like there's got to be some sort of explanation for it there's got to like, be there's the dude that <laughs> the, the dude that comes in saying with looking like he's fucking, like he's fucking high all... oh are you back i'm back i'm back nope connection unstable Oh god. It's Monday edition. Oh god. Connection issues. Oh. It's okay. it's all it's okay. Uh <laughs> can you hear me at least? I, I can hear you now. Oh. We're yeah. back. Oh now my internet connection is unstable. <laughs> I turned off the Wi-Fi on my phone. Yeah, same with mine. We're back. Uh, I guarantee the uh the dude that was like they they were killed by the Sasquatch. Yeah. Then probably. he probably fucking killed him. Dude, I'm telling you, it's interesting though, because it basically becomes like this gate this you know journalist guy uh tracing that story he's trying he tries to find like anybody that has a connection to it uh he has trouble with it though because it's all centered around like you know weed growers yeah you know and so like a lot of these guys a lot of these people in the communities don't seem to want to like talk much about things they're a bit reclusive yeah yeah but it's just really fucking interesting and anyway i've watched the first episode i can't wait to finish it though so so uh, I have a question for you. Do you ever watch the uh, the Discovery or Animal Planet series Finding Bigfoot? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I watched it in my tween years because I wanted to uh, change the world, and I thought I was going to unearth the truth about cryptids when I was a child. Oh, dude. Um, back in those days. Uh, so that series is just dudes with, like, fucking – it's like ghost adventures, essentially. They have, like, the POV cameras and shit. Oh. And they're so going through the forest, just going like into the night, trying to attract Bigfoot. Yeah. And there's something like 500 episodes of it. Oh my God. They never fucking found Bigfoot. Oh my God. That's crazy. That, uh, yeah. I mean, the, some of the squatchers that they talk to, uh, (laughs) are a little like wild, you know, like they say like random shit, like, you know, like, like they'll, they'll be like, you know, It'll come at you if it's in heat. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, one of dude, the Finding Bigfoot guys, it was like they got all the archetypal characters, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there was the crazy Bigfoot guy. There was the dude that started like the Bigfoot investigation group. There was <laughs> the sci- scientific approach. Yeah. Then there was the dude with the scientific approach. Yeah. And there was the one woman who was very much like, I don't believe in Bigfoot, but I'm just along for the ride and like that type of shit. <laughs> oh man, I'll have to try. I'll have to see if that's streaming anywhere because that's fucking awesome. It's so funny to watch now because you can just tell it's all staged. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, and but they have hilarious, like shitty, low budget CGI recreations of all of the Bigfoot sightings. Perfect. Yeah. I'll well, send to you if I can find it. That being said, you know, if Sasquatch, if you're listening uh i do you know i do believe okay if you're there come out 
We're both from Washington. We can. Uh, <laughs> there you go. We got. We covered our bases. Sasquatch won't kill either one of us in the night. Now the, we've paid our respects. <laughs> definitely the people. The people from Washington that believe in Sasquatch definitely pronounce Washington as Washington. Have you seen those like those old uh, like public health signs like wa- wash your hand handington or whatever? Oh wash God, I've never seen that. That's they're terrible. So, they're so cheesy. Uh, but okay. Anyway, so, you know what I would recommend Bigfoot to watch because it was a pretty good series. What Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Ooh, I think Bigfoot would like that. Good call. Maybe I'll show. I'll try texting Squatch about it later after after this. But Squatchy, dude, so Squatchy, my alley. Squatchy, my dude, <laughs> Squatchy, my dude. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like a, just like a weird thing you say to like a particular homie. Hey, Squatchy, my dude. <laughs> dude with an obscene amount of body hair. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? Why, are we talking about Wolverine? Uh, yeah, sure. No, <laughs> Not in okay. Falcon the Winter Soldier. Hard cut real quick. There have been, just I'm just going to throw this out there real quick. There have been pretty interesting rumors floating around for a number of weeks now that Disney Plus is in the development of a Logan series. Excellent. So, just throwing that out there. But let's talk about that finale, my friend. Yes. Uh, I immediately loved that fucking Captain America suit. Oh, it looks so good. Except it, for the cow. I, I, people are kind of beefing on the cow, but it's, it's comic accurate, though. It's, man. it's very comic accurate, and it, but it looks really good. Yeah. It, and, you know, they've been nailed. They've just been like MCU has been really fucking stepping it up with the costume game. These recent. Absolutely. That was, that was just like delicious, a delicious moment when he just like primo, like, um, you know, and it starts off like I was just wondering, I thought we were going to maybe see that like later in the episode, but I thought it was a really awesome idea to try and just like, boom, he's like embracing the role. He's Captain America throughout this episode, you know? Yeah. I mean? Uh, I liked I, I I enjoyed that as well. I think I mentioned at the end of the last episode of uh, Matinee Edition that they did the they did the character work heavy lifting mm-hmm. in the previous episode. So then you I was expecting to go into the finale and get a really action set piece heavy episode, which is exactly what we got. Yeah, yeah. There's very like little character development in this episode, really. Yeah, but. Uh the fucking like like it was it was cool um seeing just the culmination of it all like the whole like helicopter sequence with the oh, yeah. falc with Fal- captain america uh was really dope i kept thinking though like that lady like he's like you know he like said he gets that one like random passenger lady on the phone he's like uh you know get ready to take the, the take the, the wheels <laughs> and then she takes you know i was just like there's no fucking way like anybody would be prepared for that in that situation. No shit, dude. Uh, But there's some pretty fancy helicopter work there either way. Like dude, him, the, the flip throw into pushing the guy straight out of the fucking helicopter was sick. (laughs) That was awesome. It was, um, the action in the episode was great. Yeah. I, and I just, I really liked where it ended. The, it ended the series in a good place. Mm. It once again addressed the systemic issues that the series has been pointing itself at beyond like it overall and sort of a, it sort of, it sort of played into the Killmonger esque vibe that black Panther had where very much so the flag smashers were sort of right, but misguided. Yeah. And you can see that like, especially in the scene where Sam by putting on the captain America costume also 
uh, get Steve Rogers' uh, public speaking skills. He He's like, I've got a which, speech here. <laughs> that's, I, that's, that's not a dig. I genuinely thought that was well-written. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic monologue, honestly. Great monologue. Anthony Mackie sold it as well. As he Sam really Wilson. did, dude. I just want to say that. Like, he is such a good Sam Wilson. Yeah, he was great. Um, but, like, it, it finished up the story in a way that I expected. If I have one small criticism, it's that I feel like U.S. Agent had a slightly unsatisfying ending. There could have been more, is what I mean. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, like, the whole idea that, like, he is Madam Hydra, potentially, is, like, putting him on standby. Yeah. is kind of interesting and you know there have been speculations that uh probably based on the popularity of the series uh you know there could be a, a season two of of this type of show yeah you know and that that could lead to more for screen time for all of them but it also could be leading right into those rumors that you keep hoping happen the thunderbolt rumors man so actually um like, great grace randolph who is a sort of like comic book movie youtuber mm-hmm she has been breaking stories for a while and she's been one of the prominent like leakers. She has somebody inside of Marvel and she's been right for a while as well. Mm-hmm. She said that her source was able to confirm that there are, there's a dark Avengers project and a Thunderbolts project in the works Interesting. in early stages. Yeah. So for sure. I bet, I bet, I bet we'd see Thunderbolts before a dark Avengers. Yeah. But, uh, like Thunderbolts would be really hella interesting because they keep mentioning the raft, man. Like, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel like that's gonna be like a, a focal point for something coming up. Oh, I love that Zemo's Zemo's butler kills all the super soldiers. Oh, dude, that was dope. Actually, at first I was like, <laughs> "Who the fuck is that dude?" And I was here. Like, that's his butler. <laughs> it was he got him. They made Zemo into a and that you know again right into a Thunderbolts thing. They made Zemo into this likable villain, you know, yeah. anti-hero-ish, you know, in a way. And so some, some could argue a Loki-esque figure. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, there's, the, there's features for all of the, all the people I think involved yeah. in this. And okay. We got to talk about Sharon Carter's big uh, unveiling, you know, yeah. as the fucking power broker. And who's now an ins- in the U.S. government after yeah. being pardoned. They're re-embracing Sharon Carter because the Carter name has for so long been synonymous with trust and service. <laughs> yeah, prepare to get fucked by Sharon. Yeah, the, I just love that. They're like she, uh, she walks out of that hearing and then calls somebody and is like, get everybody on the horn. We're going to have access to arms and like government plans and all this shit. <laughs> I was like, she couldn't have gone home before making that call. I was like, the, she's like, what? The, yeah, I was just like, she's walking out of the Capitol building. The balls on this lady over here. Like she, kudos to her though. Man. Like, I was like, so I have, I have, I have a theory about where this is going though. I don't think we're going to see because um, of the confirmation of captain America four being in the works. Oh Yes which that's sweet. It's so early on, but uh, I don't think we're going to see another season of Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Captain America and the Winter Soldier as the title card on this episode said. Um, I don't think we're going to get another season of this anytime soon. So I think Sharon Carter is going to play a prominent role in Armor Wars with Don Cheadle. Ooh, I keep forgetting that that's that's in the works. Yeah, that's a good call, man. I, I, I bet that that 
yeah, I bet that there's a connection there. That, how the fuck? How the fuck people going to get classified fucking Iron Man suits? For real though, somebody's uh, selling them. There you yeah, go. Dude, it was a hell. Of, it was just. It, it was a really like. It was a. It was a satisfying ending to the series, and you know, it's kind of cool. Like near the end, uh, you know, they have they're having like a, I don't know, like a community like potluck or whatever. Yeah. And uh, very you know, fast you, and you furious. Know, for instance, like yeah, very fast and furious. Although I don't know if I saw anybody in a in, a, in like an undershirt or anything, but you know, <laughs> <In> a white <laughs> theater. <laughs> somebody, somebody's drinking a Corona in the background, making eye contact with the camera. Uh, but like, <laughs> but no, it was kind of it was cool to see like this moment of like uh, Bucky's character, kind of like he looked, you know, happier than you see him throughout the entirety of the series. Yeah, he looked like a normal person with a metal. Yeah, on. yeah, and I, and you know, so it was kind of it, it was kind of this nice conclusion to the, to that uh, to his whole like you know issues with his yeah. inner soldier time and whatnot. But I'm I definitely, I definitely think. Oh, like, oh, I'm just interested to see how they continue his character potentially into the future, you know? Yeah. You know, another thing that I wish I, we had a bit more of, and I feel like this finale would have been much better served if it gave us another 10 minutes, you know? Fair. I feel like I want to see a bit more of Bucky's confrontation with the old man. Yeah, yeah. I was interested uh, to see how that played out and when they kind of cut away from it, you know? I feel like we got a good idea of it when Bucky walked by the restaurant yeah. and the old dude was there and it's like, yeah, he probably was pissed at him, but yeah, Bucky, he had to tell him. The old man survived, but you know, and Bucky Bucky alleviated his soul a little bit, you know. Yeah, lighten lighten the load. So, I w- I wish we could have just gotten maybe like another minute of that, you know, maybe a bit more. Um, but otherwise, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Before, bef- so wait, you have one more anything else to say yeah, about yeah, Falcon yeah. Soldiers? Gonna, I was just gonna say, uh, my biggest question is is you know going into the news of the captain america four um who do you th- what do you think is going to be done with that there have been heavy heavy rumors that chris evans is actually in talks to do some sort of more captain america activity now so i saw something about chris evans rep- reprising his role in something else than that that's captain what I was america wondering. 4 i was wondering if the captain america 4 would lean into into you know sam wilson's story a little more and if they might you know maybe do like a series with featuring chris evans or something you know i would love to see chris evans in like secret invasion oh fuck yeah dude be, be like Speaking a, of which amelia clark oh yeah there was a lot of news recently, about that recently got cast in and in, um in. and oh olivia coleman as oh, well i didn't see that but yeah yeah they're starting to build that out a little bit it sounds like but yeah i would and, love to see chris evans in that and have like a scroll imposter captain america that would be pretty dope actually yeah. That'd be fucking killer. Anyway. Because because that would be a great way of like setting up the threat, even if it's a brief cameo. Yeah, just yeah, no, for it, real. So uh like before that. we oh sorry, go for oh, it. No, I was just gonna say that's a really that's a really sharp idea, man. I think before before we move on to Mortal Kombat, I do want to talk one more thing about the MCU. Um one of the writers or one of the one of the not a writer, but like a, a high up producer, not Kevin Feige. But some a producer at Marvel was talking about the Netflix characters mm-hmm. and how likely it would be to see them in the MCU. And they said essentially they're willing to use the same actors, but in the context that the Netflix film universe or mo- or show universe mm-hmm. is like just a different universe. The oh, characters yeah. have the same actors just because it's tangentially related. Yeah, None of those yeah. stories happened. And I would it, it filled me with hope, you know. 
Yeah, for sure. those ca- even even like those castings were on the money. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see, as I've said many times, I want to see him again. And seeing a producer from Marvel proper talking about it made me really excited about it. Yeah, that's cool. I saw a quote from somebody else. Uh, it, might, it might even be the same guy you're talking about. I, can't, yeah. I just can't remember names. But it was essentially uh, somebody from Marvel basically saying, like, you, at this point, you can't, re- you can't recast Wilson Fisk. No. You know what I mean? And, oh, and, no way. Yeah, and, and like, Daredevil. And, and, you know, it's like, I think that, that, that kind of follows in, in that train of thought, you know, like that was just sort of like a nod to that whole idea yeah. where it's like the, that casting, everybody acknowledges that the casting for those shows was so spot on. Yeah. It was just like, like, what a waste. You have to like try. Yeah, you got to use them. You, know. you got to try and get them back on board. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to, I want to just, uh, we got, we got to make a hard segue. Hard cut. You know, like, hard, hard, hard cut. cut. Like, Get over here! Let's 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 talk about Mortal Kombat. Holy shit, dude! Mortal Kombat was okay. So, you know, we talked about this. We joked about it when the trailer came out. You're not watching this movie for the dialogue or the writing. No, you're, you're watching it for the fatalities and the action. And they fucking delivered. If you ask me, they did. Like, like it was especially in the third act. It fucking went for it. Yeah, yeah. The second act was kind of kind of lull, but fluff. Uh, the I can unequivocally say that the best part of this film was the dude who played Kano. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, you know, whoever captured the screen the best, like definitely Kano's character was one hundred percent. Everybody else, including Sub Zero and Scorpion, were just kind of like, it felt like they were all just sort of there. But yeah, you know, you know like you he, know, he was like he was wisecracking, and the like he was just he had me laughing in every fucking scene. Like when he got his when he got his uh laser eye and he goes like i got a laser you fucking pussy or whatever and he like oh yeah that's better than fire you fucking pussy yeah, yeah. he's like it's like it was just like so it was just the timing of it too it was just so perfect i was like that guy so what do you get is it like uh flames or like a spinny hat <laughs> he was so good dude but like you know they there was definitely some like cheesy cgi moments for sure but oh um, yeah like they they pulled off the fatalities and the brutality pretty damn well if you ask yeah. me. You know, you know I, I wanna I wanna think like, you're 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 familiar with the uh monster verse, the, yeah. the Godzilla monster verse. Mortal Kombat did not learn from the uh backlash to Godzilla twenty fourteen because Godzilla twenty fourteen starts you with Brian Cranston mm-hmm. and you're fucking getting into it. Like the first ten minutes of this film. I was so down with Scorpion. I was like, this is fucking interesting. Like, his, uh, Sub-Zero killed his family. It's explaining the grudge between these two characters. Yeah. I was like, let's just stick with Scorpion for the movie. But then, like Godzilla, it says, fuck the great actor that we apparently only were able to have on set for like three days. <laughs> we're we're going to kill him. It literally... And, and move send you to like his like much more boring ancestor. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, you know, they had to like, in a way, I mean, like, I don't know how familiar you are, you familiar you are with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I'm, whatever, I'm, but, I'm relatively familiar, but like, you know, like there it's those two clans like have like this, like, you know, it seems like this ongoing back and forth. And I think that's kind of yeah. what they establish in this movie. The thing is, it was like, you know, like to not have him, 
I don't know. It was strange to only have him appear again at the end. And like, you know, because it was like this, you know, it felt the, like they really they, wanted a Scorpion Sub-Zero fight. They really did. But instead of just like trying to focus on, you know, him maybe being involved a little more along the way. Yeah. They, they, they just chose to like stick to the action sequences with him, with him, which was kind of wasted. Yeah, uh, definitely. Oh, what's the name of the actor who played Scorpion? Because he's so fucking good. I I've seen him. I've seen him in so much shit, and he's so good. I'm gonna look it up quickly. Yeah. The the, the cast along uh, outside of how do I say it? I liked everybody for their roles. Basically, uh, even though I didn't know most of the cast, they they fit just fine. Um, except for the lead guy. I don't I don't know who the lead guy was, and I can't even remember the name of his character off the top of my head uh cole something he was so fucking boring like he was the most boring part of every scene in this movie in in this movie the dude who played scorpion his name is hiroki sonata and he was in the wolverine he's been a a ton of shit he was the dude that hawkeye killed in the street in endgame yeah i was gonna say he's he's been kind of like in the mcu yeah he's been in a lot of shit but um anyway like yeah there's I don't know. Like there, there's a lot of cool fight scenes, man. Like they, they did yeah. a really good job building like the, uh, some the idea of some of these characters and, and like Outworld, yeah, was was I, you saw more of it than I thought you would, yeah. Even based on like the trailer, I didn't think you were gonna see like the the ex, I thought you were gonna see a very limited set of characters, but they showed me they showed you more than I thought. Yeah, I didn't fucking realize Cabal say. was gonna be in this movie. Yeah, that was insane to me. I was like, they included Cabal, like it's like the inclusion of those characters i didn't like the version of reptile they went with i've always well, been because of- there was fuck all to do with him like he was just yeah. like a he was a mini boss along the way yeah and that was kind of like i thought that was kind of like it was sort of a waste of that character but because he, he basically was just like a komodo dragon standing up yeah. <laughs> and so i was like okay that's that's all right fucking lame uh but you know like I don't know. It was it, it was a, it was clever. It was I the idea that the like dragon marking like moves from one person to the next was kind of yeah. like I was like that that was kind of like a strange idea. And I was it's, but like, it's definitely them moved, trying to validate like like it's it's a leap that they couldn't make from like movie to game or game to movie. I mean yeah, where it's like it, audience audiences can only tolerate such coincidence and like in a movie where you don't have even in mortal Kombat, where the stories are wacky mm-hmm. not really meant to be taken very seriously you still have like 10 hours of story yeah well that was that was weirdly like the thing that this movie i don't know like it, i think where, where it really screwed up was like the idea that it tried to i don't know it tried to tell this like weird origin story of the main character cole yeah but it, like you said earlier like you know it started off with what seemingly would have been an origin story for scorpion yeah and so it was like and oh, i get cool. it they're, like they're tied together yeah but in like this very bullshit sort of storytelling <laughs> way and, and in like a 400 years removed type storytelling way yeah and so it was sort of just you know that it was just kind of like this like fake out right off the bat <laughs> and that's so kind of like i don't know that didn't work and then they tried to you know build on they kind of lightly built on other characters and then at the end you know Raiden even says it he's like 
we you know we've like assembled or whatever and we it's must like, find more champions yeah and it's like jesus dude like this is not your justice league here okay <laughs> like, um i went i was actually about to make that comparison it's hilarious that these are both that these are both um like warner brothers films so they're both on hbo yeah but the comparison between this and justice league is like extremely relevant yeah but i think I actually would will watch Mortal Kombat before watching the original cut of Snyder Cut. Oh, for sure. I wait, or, or the I original cut Kombat of the Justice League. I feel like it's because the Mortal Kombat movie knew exactly what it was and yeah. it delivered on what fans actually wanted from that franchise. It, it cleverly put in, even though kind of obvious at sometimes, it, it put in like dialogue from the show from the game you know you heard like somebody say flawless victory flawless victory you know you're kung lao i got to see i got to see kung lao cut a dude in half yeah and then fuck kung lao died way too early he's my favorite character in the game i was so sour about that i I love kung lao but like i was like what they killed him off what the fuck uh but yeah you you got to see like and some and the fatalities looked uh look legit really similar to like the moves in the games that you perform, specifically the jacks so one fucking cool the yeah. jacks one is outright it's like ripped out of one of the game the recent games yeah it it, it was uh, yeah anyway so i applaud them for like pulling that off and pulling yeah. it off in this way that was like you it kept its energy throughout the entire entirety of the movie for the most part there's like that little bit of lull yeah and you know for the most part especially because of kano's character yeah have, he kept it fun have, you kind of have this fun, lighthearted aspect until like the dramatic fight, you know, at the end, the yeah. fight sequences at the end. So I want to, before, before we wrap up, we're, we're nearly at time. I want to give props to whoever the, I want to look up who composed the score because oh. the, the utilization of the fucking hammy Mortal Kombat 90s theme Dude. was fucking on point. It was, uh... I, I was like half, I was like sort of into it, but then I could tell shit was starting to kick off because you could start hearing the, Dun 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 dun. I was like, but like on an orchestral, oh, orchestral no. score, <laughs> I was disappointed nobody yelled Mortal Kombat. Same. Somebody Same. yelled finish them. Yeah, I heard that, but and, I was and we got really get over hoping, here. I was really hoping somebody would yell Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but you can clearly tell, and like, there's been you know the actor that played Sub Zero has said that he's like he had four signed, movies signed a contract for four fucking movies. I don't know if they can pull four off, but no. I know they could definitely pull off another one, and probably another one after that if they pull yeah. it right. Because if they just keep this kind of fun atmosphere of like tournaments, and they kind of build the 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 Mortal Kombat cast out a little bit more with every movie, it'd keep yeah. people interested. You know, like the who, tease who, of Johnny Cage at the end was. Who's so gonna play Johnny cool. Cage? I have no idea, dude. John Cena. Um, the <laughs> it's it's actually perfect, right? Come on. Because I can't see John Cena doing any sort of martial arts sequences, really. Like, ah, he, he can learn. Uh, he can learn. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. <laughs> the who's better though? I feel like you could Johnny Cage and like the physique, they the look. They just need to. They just need to go back in time a little bit and pluck Jean Claude Van Damme out of the nineties. Okay, that would that would work too. And bring him back up here. <laughs> I don't the, know. Like, uh, that would be interesting to see. Who, who knows? We're, I'm excited to see though. Um, I want to talk about next week. If it's a light news week, we'll have to talk about how much money these movies are making that are releasing on streaming. Yeah, I, I haven't looked into it much, but I am interested. I looked into it, and it's going to be a very interesting conversation for us to have for another day. Fair enough. Uh, 
well, in terms of this week's consumption, you got any other tidbits or advice or things for people to check out? Yeah, I didn't watch much. I uh, downloaded Red Dead 2, though, so I'm going to play that for the first time. We'll, okay. we'll talk about that next week, probably. Uh, I've never played it, but I've watched plenty of Jablinski games. Oh, my on, God. On YouTube. Incredible. So, uh, the yeah, man himself. Uh, Jack Black's a living legend. Okay. But, yeah, no, I mean, I like I said, dude, 